have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the weekend vigilante, Sheila Zelinsky. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zelinsky Show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is my first show in 2018. So, Happy New Year. I'm really, really excited for what God is going to do with and through His people in 2018. And I'm really excited after a whole month of being off on knee surgery to finally be coming back and trying to do a few shows as I go through my recovery. So it's so good for you to join me. I was chomping at the bit to get back in the saddle. For a couple weeks, my sound is going to be a little bit downgraded until I'm able to get back in my studio, which again, for those of you who do not know, had knee surgery over the holidays. My studio is up on a different floor. I've got a long ways to go before I'm going upstairs after knee surgery. Certainly not as good as my studio quality sound, but please just bear with me while I'm using this different setup which is a laptop with a, actually, it's not even really that cheap of a headset. It's a headset with a USB mic, but it's nothing like my regular sound quality. So I do apologize for that. But I promise what it lacks in sound quality, it'll make up for in content. I promise you that. Hey, don't forget this coming Monday, January 15th, it is Steve Quayle and Timothy Alberino are going to talk about an event it's coming up that you do not want to miss. Trust me on that. Steve is going to join me Monday with Timothy Alberino, and you're not going to want to miss Wednesday's show. It is the one and only Florida Fireman. That is right. Mark Taylor joins me on Wednesday of next week. That's Wednesday the 17th to talk about what he thinks is coming in February. So I have a show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week, which is actually really pushing it, but I'm going to try to get them done. Well, speaking of amazing shows, let's jump into today's because I've wanted to talk about this for a while. I've been talking about this for 10 years, and you're going to find out why I'm passionate about this. My very good friend, Monty and Sharon Mulkey, have a fantastic video series that touches on this. But I wanted to talk about it because just yesterday in the headlines, there's new pathogens that have just come out of the gate in 2018 that makes Ebola look like child's play. So I thought, boy, with all the stuff going on with the CDC and all the vaccinations of flu shots, everybody's sick right now. And with all these absolutely frightening headlines, especially the ones I've read in the last 48 hours, I thought, how absolutely timely is this? Check out this headline, Black Death Fears as Girl 9 Dies of Unknown Disease. That's in the Daily Star today. Here's another headline just from earlier today, Black Death Panic as Girl 10 Drops Dead After Suffering, uh, get this, Gruesome Eye Bleeding Fever? Good Lord. I see on the BBC there was a teenager, it says, dies after catching the flu virus. Really? Hmm. A bodybuilder also just died from the flu. That's in the sun. And what else did I just read on Live Science this morning? Oh yeah, don't touch the monkeys. Why? Because Florida monkeys are carrying viruses lethal to 
humans. A new deadly virus in Australia? Aussie flu fears going viral. Killer Aussie flu outbreak rockets 258% in just six days. This is swine flu on steroids, they say. Is an alien virus on the horizon? Well, we're being told the world's most dangerous emerging pathogen, and I'm not talking about the newest episode of X-Files. Every day we're just getting pummeled with new headlines popping up faster than Anthony Weiner's court appearances. But you know what, folks? It's all good because just line up and get your vaccination. We're going to talk about this today. It is my good friend. It is the one and only Pastor Monty Mulkey. Happy New Year. Welcome back and glad you could join me. Thank you so much, Sheila. It's good to be back. And like you said, Sharon, my wife did a great series on vaccinations, which if this topic today is new to people, I encourage that you write me and order that series because she goes into great detail on vaccinations and where we're at in this day and age with it. But I entitled this today, Fighting Viruses. And it's really a good time to pray for people for healing of various things, especially as we come into a winter season. Uh, There are so many people that suffer from demonic strongholds of infirmity. We found through the years that we receive deliverance in these areas, deliverance and healing. And quite often, it just takes a message like this. It just kind of helps to clean up this area. And you get rid of demons that take advantage of things and you don't get sick or you don't get sick near as much. And we find that so true in deliverance that the longer people are in a state of continually getting deliverance, that the healthier they become. Now, for the average Christian or casual Christian, maybe they don't understand the promises that we have through our Lord Jesus Christ concerning healing. So let's start out with looking at some various verses to show that God's desire to heal us. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Psalm 103, verse 3 says, He forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. So there isn't a single disease that God can't heal and take care of. Psalm 107 and verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Now, as you study deliverance, you're going to find out so often that healing and deliverance work together, and we see a lot of them happen side by side. I don't know how you can separate and have a a ministry in healing only and not cast out demons, because if there's a sickness, whether it's natural or just a physical something's going on in the body, demons take advantage of that, and you're going to have to cast them out too. And sometimes even though cast out the demons, there needs to be a healing afterwards. Isaiah 53, 5 reads, he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, this is speaking prophetically of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he was on his cross, the stripes, the cat of nine tails that literally ripped the hide off his back, it says because of his stripes, because he was beaten, that is our healing Or in other words, he took our sins, our sicknesses, and diseases with him to the cross. So if he's already paid the penalty for it, then why are we going to carry the disease around? Matthew 8, 16 says, When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out spirits with his words, and he healed all that were sick. 
Now, many things we can see in there and touch on, but quite often you'll see in the ministry that Jesus and the disciples did, they did healing and deliverance together. Now, the word possession used in King James is disturb some people, and all of that it means is that the Greek word is demonsiae, which means you have a demon. It doesn't mean ownership. So Christians wonder, well, how can I have a demon? How can I be possessed if I'm saved? And the thing is, you can't, but you can have a demon, and you're still saved, owned by the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all it means. So I don't even use the term. Also, it says he cast out his spirits by his word. And the word here, the meaning of the words in Greek is conversation. So it's not a faith type of thing where you speak it once, pronounce it once, and you're totally delivered. It's the manner of conversation. In fact, many verses says that it took the better part of an hour or within the selfsame hour before the demon ever come out. And it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by Isaiah the prophet, which we just read, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Matthew 9.35, this verse says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So, my emphasis, or what I want to reveal here, is that he has the power and authority to heal every kind of sickness, every kind of disease, and he's given his followers the same power. Luke 7.21, this one reads, In the same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. So here we see infirmities and plagues and evil spirits quite often causing diseases or health problems. Luke 9.1 reads, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils, all evil spirits, and to cure diseases. So, as a Christian, you have the authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to pray and cure people of diseases. Third John chapter 1, verse 2 reads, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So I believe John had the mind of the Lord here that God desires his people to prosper and be in, in health, but there's a condition there, there's a comma in there, it says, even as thy soul prospers. And one reason why so many people do not prosper financially or health-wise is because their soul is sick, which uh, sin causes sickness in the soul. Your soul is comprised of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And if you have emotional problems, you're not going to be very financially set. But what we see happen in deliverance, because deliverance is not just an event, it's a walk, it's a, a changing of your character qualities of life, that as you get your soul restored, that is, you get a sound mind, sound emotions, and a, a good will, you will find that your finances improve and your health improves. And everybody that we see that comes to the church and stays with us for a while, they always leave better health and better finances than when they come. Now, I gave you some verses there because hopefully to encourage you, the Word of God says in so many places, God desires, and he paid for it with his life, his blood, for us, his people, to receive healing. Now, 
Satan uses infirmities. In fact, there can be, you know, strongholds of infirmity in many people. And one way that this happens, um, by the way, there can be just evil spirits that just need to be called out that are causing a sickness or disease. And then there's two other things that we have learned through science, let's put it that way, that exist that causes infirmity and or diseases. Number one, and this is kind of a science class for you folks today, too, we have bacteria. Now, let me give you some definitions. A bacteria is a tiny little microorganism or a germ. Generally, they are single-celled critters that have a life. And so, bacteria can cause things such as pneumonia, tetanus, typhoid fever, brucellosis, cholera, certain plagues, uh, smallpox, diphtheria, malaria. Those are caused by bacteria. So bacteria is a tiny, colorless, single-celled organism, basically of the vegetable kingdom. Bacteria can be seen with a good microscope, and they are often shaped like a, a spear or a rod or spiles. Now, the majority of bacteria are harmless, but those that are responsible for diseases, we call them pathogenic bacteria, a bacteria that causes disease. Now, you need certain bound of bacteria. You have bacteria in your stomach all the time. In fact, if you were to kill all the bacteria in your stomach, uh, you wouldn't be able to digest your food. You'd get sick. So, you need good bacteria. And this is a problem with antibiotics is that it also kills bacteria in your stomach. And so if you've been taking heavy doses of antibiotics, you need to put some good bacteria back into your system, uh, such as a culture, such as you can find in yogurt and so forth. Now, bacteria, as I said, they are something that's alive. You can actually kill bacteria by sterilization with either heat or cold will kill a bacteria because it's a tiny little microorganism that has a life. Now, certain bacteria, as I said, the point is they can cause certain diseases. Now, there's another group of diseases that's caused by something else besides demons. These are called viruses. Now, <laughs> this work gets so interesting because so many people didn't get this in science class in school and they have no idea what a virus is. Well, a virus is a molecule that can cause a disease. And the Latin word for virus means a slimy liquid or poison. So the Latin definition of virus is a slimy liquid or poison. And literally, folks, the best description for a virus is a demon. Now, let me give you some other things about virus. They do not need a growth media. They have found viruses inside the pyramids. Viruses, they are smaller than bacteria. They can live outside of a tissue. You can't kill a virus because a virus is not alive. It has no life in it. You cannot treat a virus with an antibiotic. antibiotics. You can treat the symptoms, but uh, that's generally not what antibiotics are for. A virus is an infectious acellular entity composed of compatible genomic components derived from a pool of genetic elements. And I know it says a lot, but a virus, again from the Latin meaning a toxin or a poison, is a microscopic organism consisting of genetic material 
meaning like RNA or DNA, is surrounded by a protein, a lipid or fat, a glycoprotein coat, and viruses are unique organisms because they cannot reproduce within a host cell. After contracting a host cell, a virus will insert genetic material into the host and take over the host's functions. The cell, which is now infected, continues to reproduce, but it reproduces more viral protein and genetic material instead of what it usually produces. And in this process, it earns a classification of parasite. The concept of a virus as an organization challenges the way we define life. A virus does not respire, nor do they display irritability. They don't move. They don't grow. However, they do most certainly reproduce and may adapt to new hosts. But probably one of the most important that you need to understand is that a virus or viruses are not living. There is no life in it. If they're floating around in the air or sitting on a rock, they are inert or not alive at all. They don't do any of the normal things we would associate with a living organism, which you could with bacteria. But if we come in contact with a, if a virus comes into contact with a suitable living cell, they infect and take over the cell and reproduce themselves. Definitely, that's why I said they are so easily called a demon. It's the best definition. When a body's immune system detects a viral infection, it begins to respond in a generic way. The process begins called RNA interference, which is crucial to fighting the virus because it degrades the viral genetic material and enables cells to survive the infection. The immune system also produces certain antibodies that are capable of binding to the virus, making them non-infectious. In addition, the body's T-cells are sent to destroy the virus, which is basically a, a toxin or a poison. Although most viral infections result in a protective response from the immune system, a virus such as the HIV specializes in invading the immune system by a number of different techniques. Neurotropic viruses are also capable of avoiding our natural immune system's response to infection. So sometimes when a virus reproduces, has no life, but once it gets inside a host, it mutates. The offspring that have been changed by the mutation may no longer be infectious, but a virus replicates itself thousands of times, so there will usually be some offspring that are still infectious. Now, let me repeat that because as we go on and as I begin to explain some things, especially those folks out there that are getting influenza shots and they're telling you not to worry because it's not, it's a dead virus. Well, all viruses are dead. There is no life in it. They can't kill something that doesn't have a life, but it replicates itself. And when you get a flu shot, an influenza shot, it replicates itself thousands of times and you will end up getting the flu. Okay, we'll talk about that more later. A virus replicating itself thousands of times, there's some of it's going to be infectious, but sufficiently different from the parent virus. And so that's so vaccines no longer work to kill it. The influenza virus does this, which is why flu vaccines for the last year's flu won't work for the next year. Immunization is one thing that is being used to try to combat viruses. 
And boy, I tell you, you people that are putting faith in immunizations, you're putting more faith in that than you are in God. Don't do it. Anyway, immunization is an injection of a virus into your body in which there are no cures for, a virus which cannot be killed once it's inside you because it's neither alive or dead, so that you won't catch the disease that they just gave you? Does that make a lot of sense? That's what they're telling you it is, that you're getting an immunization, that is you're going to get a shot, a very small dose of the real thing, so that your body can develop antibodies against it and fight it off. Well, excuse me, but I'd rather not have it in my body at all, and then I don't need to develop antibodies to kill it. So the majority of people that get a flu shot, for example, will get the flu because they now have the flu virus in them. But your CDC and your World Health Organization and all your doctors will tell you that, oh, don't worry because it's a dead virus. Well, viruses don't have a life. Next time they tell you that, tell them, no, virus is a slimy substance that has no life. How could you kill it? Man has definitely abused immunization and it is being used today to experiment with population control. And folks, all you need to do is start doing some research on it. And again, that's not my main topic today, but to come to explain the difference and to pray for healing in case you've gotten some of these viruses and bacteria in your life. An antibiotic has no effect on a virus because it's not alive. Antibiotics do not harm a virus. This is one reason why uh, many treatments for the flu or influenza or a common cold won't kill a virus. The common cold, that virus, changes so quickly that vaccines are useless. You ever wonder why they haven't come up with a vaccination for cold? It's because it changes so much that they can't even do anything. But the flu or influenza, there's roughly 18 major strains to it. So they have a little bit of success, but it's in the less than 10% area, I'd probably claim. The cold that you have today will be a different strain from the cold you had last month. However, a flu could be the same strain throughout a whole year. So when you get a flu shot, they inject you with a flu virus, a virus that can't be killed, and now you have it in your body. What part of that doesn't make sense? Injecting a molecule into your body that is capable of causing a disease. So folks, without going too much into vaccination, there has to be ulterior motives for the whole issue of vaccination. Besides, it is a rare occurrence that someone actually dies from influenza. Unless you're already on deathbed, sick or elderly, extremely weak, a flu doesn't kill you any more than a cold doesn't kill you. In your body, the immune system can react to the surface of virus particles, and your body fights it by producing an antibiotic. Vaccines can be made up from virus particles injected into your body, and they're injected in your body, and then they reproduce themselves. When the body's immune system detects a viral infection, it starts responding in that way and fighting it, fighting it off. Now, with uh, the vaccination of a virus, it may not always make you sick, but it allows your body to supposedly learn to recognize the virus. But there are so many mutations within this viral 
DNA that causing the surface of it to continue to change shape, that antibiotics that come from a vaccine are usually very ineffective. And we're going to look at some various viruses today, but the HIV virus is particularly dangerous because it attacks the cells in the immune system and the system which helps to fight diseases. Although HIV does not directly cause a condition known as AIDS, the eventual death of the immune cells in the body is due to the infection of HIV. You know that the head of a pin can hold 500 million rhinoviruses. That's the cause of the common cold. One sneeze can generate an aerosol of enough cold viruses to infect thousands of people. So what are some diseases that are caused by viruses? Well, these include things such as smallpox, the common cold, which we mentioned, measles, chickenpox, hepatitis, the flu or influenza, shingles, herpes, polio, rabies, Ebola, hanta fever, HIV, a virus that causes AIDS, cold sores is a virus, SARS, the Epstein-Barr virus, certain types of cancer, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, that's what you get from uh, tick bites, sleeping sickness, trench fever, Q fever, yellow fever. Those are some virus diseases. Now, I read you so many verses that God said, I give you authority to heal diseases. Now, we want to do that, and we're going to pray this today for those of you listening in, if you want prayer. And we want to do this because diseases can bring about death, destruction, infirmity, and it's taking away your life. Let's look at some of these. AIDS. Now, AIDS is a man-created virus. Its purpose was to reduce the global world population, which doubles every two years, which could be transmitted by body fluids like a kiss. It has been known to live on a window template for over 10 years. It can be transmitted by blood-sucking insects. Outbreaks of AIDS are almost always followed by an outbreak of tuberculosis. So, tuberculosis, another viral disease. Did you know that one-third of the world's population is infected with tuberculosis? Tuberculosis kills more than 2 million people each year. There's one new infection occurring every second. And in many developing countries, they're suffering from dual epidemics of tuberculosis and HIV. Tuberculosis used to be the leading cause of death in the United States, but uh, this has been dramatically lowered. There are many more people than even tuberculosis carry the herpes simplex virus, which is a common cold sore. Now, I would encourage you, you know, if you get a cold sore, that you fight against it with your prayers. You have authority over it. And the first thing I do is say, no, no, you're not doing that to me. I command you out of my body in Jesus' name. Cancer, many of the different types of cancer, some of them are caused by viruses. Cancer is a disease characterized by rapid growth of cells in the body. Cancer is invasive. That is, it can spread to surrounding tissues. Although this disease is the leading cause of death in the United States, Researchers provide considerable insight into many causes, which include diet, environmental toxins, poisons, which is the term for a virus. Yeah, every single body has or carries cancer cells. Now, what we discovered with deliverance is that just having the cancer cell inside your body doesn't do so much, but the demons somehow give cancer cells life. That's what causes their multiplication in the body. A body 
normally kills the cancer cells. And we find this as well, that when we bind the demons up from giving it life, that uh, the body immune system will kill the cancer cells. And so we lose angels in Jesus' name to go and surround the cancer cells, bind the demons from giving it life. And quite often cancer growths begin to shrink and get smaller. So attack the demons that give cancer the life. You can curse the cells, the cancer cells with death, pray for healing over them and go on. Arthritis is another one. Now this is a Inflammation of tissues in the joints, usually resulting in pain and stiffness, inflammation or irritation of the joint. And there's different types of arthritis, and some are much stronger. There's degenerative uh, gout, rheumatoid arthritis, or septic arthritis. But attack spirits in the blood, joints, and pray for confession of, of sins. Epilepsy is uh, supposed to be caused by a viral issue and we have had great success praying for people with it's demons that cause this it's just a fascinating thing to see a life who who's having an epilepsy seizure every day you know and they come back and said pastor this is so great i haven't had a seizure in over 10 days and to them that's quite an advance and as they continue to battle it and fight against it with spiritual warfare they get rid of that a seizure is usually caused by an increase of electrical activity to the brain and there can be some other things that need to be fixed such as low blood sugar low oxygen in the blood system excess body salt but we attack the demons responsible for epilepsy and there can be a wide variation for what we would call a legal ground even though it's not legal and you may need to break that off diabetes can also be a viral disease. This can be something which causes the carbohydrates can't be metabolized properly uh, because the pancreas fails to secrete an adequate amount of insulin. Without enough insulin, carbohydrate metabolism is upset and levels in the sugar in the blood rise. By the way, diabetes is the seventh leading cause of death. Heart attacks, cardiac arrest can also be viral or caused by virus. Asthma, this is a chronic disease of the respiratory system, sort of like SARS. It's characterized by sudden reoccurring attacks of difficult breathing, wheezing, coughing. And by the way, asthma, bronchitis, some of the respiratory things we know are specifically caused by toxins and poisons, which is the other definition of a virus. But we've seen, uh, once again, successfully many people uh, healed of asthma, but uh, you also need to find how did this, uh, not the legal door, but what are the roots of it? Where did it come from? Uh, fear is one thing that always causes respiratory issues. So you're going to have to deal with and conquer spirits of fear. Now, some of what we call them open doors or the, the root causes of certain diseases can become from sins or sins, the fathers, alcohol, destruction. Poor nutrition can be the open door for that. Spirits of, of rebellion, curses, vexes have the open door, and often they are the reason that diseases have come into a person's life. Now, one of my points in bringing this message today, fighting back against viruses and, and uh, certain bacteria, is that we want to be healed. And so we're going to pray for different 
healings and ask God to go in and root some of these things out and bring healing to the body of Christ today. Sheila, do you have some comments? I know you're pretty well versed too in vaccinations and some of the diseases and sicknesses. Anything come to your mind? Well, I just want to let people know, Monty, just very quickly for maybe even new listeners. I don't know if people know that I'm very passionate about vaccinations because my mom is on life support as a quadriplegic from a vaccination and devastated my family. I just want to um, throw this out there, Monty, that that noisome pestilence in Psalm 91, when you really do a study on that, it talks talks about contagious diseases, infectious virus is really what that talks about too. So, you know, we would want to be protecting ourselves. And also, if we've already had something injected, I know a lot of us are walking around with that big scar on our arms, that round scar. I don't know if that was actually polio. I don't know what made that ugly scar. But boy, these are very nefarious things getting put in our body. And I think people have to be aware of how dangerous and even deadly that these things are. It's very important for us to be aware of this. So, Monty, why don't we get into some prayer? Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you on the vaccinations. I don't get this. And uh, newborns, um, unless you really fight against the hospital, they just load newborns up with so many vaccinations. And that's where so many of the childhood infirmity issues happen, come from the vaccinations that they're getting. I truly believe that God desires to heal his people and that if you've got a chance to hear the opening verses. God is a God that healeth these. He loves to heal his people. So we want to pray today for healing for people from these various diseases. And if you listen to how I pray, maybe jot down some of the key words, this is how you can pray yourself. You can continually pray and some diseases may be extremely strong and it's going to take maybe more than one time of prayer so jot down some of the key wordings of how i pray so that you can keep praying for yourself or you can keep praying for your loved ones but the key point is that god has given us authority over sicknesses diseases plagues the whole list that sheila gave you earlier from psalm 91 god has given us power and authority over these so Let's use some of that. Father, in Jesus' name, we come in your presence today. Lord, we believe that you've given us power and authority over evil spirits. You've given us power and authority to cure diseases. And so today, Lord, we pray for people that are battling different infirmities and sicknesses, bacteria or viral or just uh, poor nutrition. Lord, we come against these things today. And we ask, Father, that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that by his stripes, People would be healed today. And in Jesus' name, we take authority over every evil spirit of infirmity and sickness and the demons that give these diseases life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We come against you, and I command that you begin to come out of God's people. Folks, I'm just going to name these demons as the illness and sickness. The demons know what I'm talking about. And so if I call out chicken pox, I'm calling out the demon that gives life to chicken pox, okay? It's just a shorter way of saying it. You just take a deep breath and begin to breathe them out. So in Jesus' name, every virus, toxin, poison that's in our body, Lord, I ask that these be neutralized in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus purges. And Father, I ask that you purge out every toxin, poison, viral in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we lose death on every bacteria, all the pathogenic bacteria in Jesus' name. And I curse them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, command them to die. I command all smallpox, cold, 
measles, chickenpox, hepatitis, influenza, viruses to come out of the body now. These demons that give us life, you come out in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath, folks. Breathe them out. Come out all the way out. Polio, rabies, Ebola, hunter fever. Come out. All these viruses, AIDS virus, cold sores, HIV viruses, come out in Jesus' name. Demons that cause these diseases come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Rocky Mountain spotted fever, cancer, Epstein-Barr, SARS, cold sores, come out in Jesus' name. For by his stripes we were healed. And Lord, I lose healing, health, restoration, regeneration into people's body, Lord. Restore them. I lose strength into their immune system, Father, to begin to battle and strengthen their immune system. I command the body's immune system against every disease and sickness, and I just command it to go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tuberculosis, all arthritis, inflammation, swelling, plagues, every spirit that's causing a paralysis, you come out right now. Come out of the tissues in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Epilepsy and spirits that cause seizures, you come out of the body in Jesus' name. Loose them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his shed blood. All types of flus, influenza, come out. There's so many different types of flu. The flu vaccine won't get the one you probably got anyway. Over 18 different flu types, come out. 11 different neuraminidase subtypes of flus, come out in Jesus' name. Come out all the way out. Fear of dying, fear of getting sick, you come out too. Spirits of fear, spirits of death, come out. We have authority to command you to go. Every evil spirit that gives life to sickness and illness and infirmities, you come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out, loose the body. All spirits of sickness, weakness, infirmities in Jesus' name. Lord, you know how our bodies should operate, and I pray, Father, that you would restore the body in Jesus' name to a place where it has strength to fight against every sickness and illness in Jesus' name. Measles, chickenpox, hepatitis in Jesus' name. Come out all the way out. All these different viral diseases manifest and go. Spirits that cause AIDS come out in Jesus' name. Spirits of death and the fear of death, all of these things that work together come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Manifest and go. Just take a deep breath, breathe them out. Just All you got to do is say, if you're in me, I want you out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by his stripes we were healed. He gives us a power and authority over all these things in Jesus' name. In my name they shall cast out demons and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Father, we pray for healing, recovery from every spirit, Lord, that's being attacked. Every person's being attacked by demonic spirits in Jesus' name. We command you to go. Loose God's people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out of them all the way out. Sickness, illness, infirmities. Infirmity that attacks the back, attacks the muscles, attacks the, the cells in Jesus' name. You come out. All pathogenic bacteria that's causing people to be sick. You come out. Lord, I lose your angels. Go and cleanse the body. Cleanse the people in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray against all these things, especially the fear of getting sick. Why would you fear something if you have authority over it and you can command it to stop? Every bit of it out in Jesus' name. All flu spirits, every spirit that gives life to the flu virus, the flu molecule, you come out and we command that to die in Jesus' name. We command and order our body to rise up and attack it and bring death unto it in Jesus' name. Lord, anybody that's fighting any type of sickness or disease today that we haven't mentioned, we pray for them. 
We pray for their needs physically, Father. Jesus Christ died for us to have good health. For I believe that by his stripes we were healed and that he desires that his people be healthy and whole. And Father, we by faith claim the good health that Jesus came for us to have and we resist all sicknesses and diseases. We command it out of our body. We resist it. No matter what the open door was for it, we resist it and we command it to leave in Jesus' name. Lord, I want to thank you today. I pray for your power, your spirit to go and be with every person that's listening in that's desiring a physical healing today, Father, in Jesus' name. Heal them, Lord. Bless them. Strengthen their faith, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Pray for your spirit to be upon the message as it goes forward, Lord, and ask that you continue to bring a residue of healing in Jesus' name today. Amen. Amen. What a powerful prayer. What a really very good topic to cover, Monty. You faded out a little bit there. Your Skype was having a bit of a, a connection issue. Only when I'm on with you, Monty. <laughs> Whenever I'm doing a really powerful show, it's amazing how much interference there will be. There was some weird things happening here as I was recording, so I thought... Oh, isn't that just typical? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Wynn got his first computers and it just quit. And the guy, repairman, came and he says, it can't do this. Oh, that's so <laughs> says, There's funny. no way what your computer's doing that it's even doing it. It can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. Well, Monty, what a powerful show. In the waning moments of the show, I would love you to give out your give out your website for the new listeners, uh, how they can get your amazing resources. Tell them a little bit about your Sunday broadcast, which I think is so powerful. Well, thank you, Sheila, so much. Yes, folks, visit our website, which is wccd.com, and on there you'll find a list of booklets and various uh, audios that we have available. In fact, I believe this one is on there if for some reason you couldn't hear very clear then order the cd from me on fighting viruses and we'll get it to you but uh please visit our website and there you'll have a calendar for our next workshops uh, which will be sometime next spring also at the bottom of the first page scroll down and you'll find a link if you are interested that you can listen in to our sunday service it's a, a live broadcast sunday morning 11 o'clock Mountain Standard Time because we're located in Colorado and you can click on that and by the way you need Google Chrome to listen online or you can call in with your phone it's a toll-free number if you're in the United States I believe and you can call in and listen to it and we always try to follow the message with the mass deliverance then as well so any things that we can help you with please don't hesitate to get a hold of us uh, my email is on the website again this WCCD.com. Thank you, Monty. Well, there you heard it, folks. WCCD.com. And do not forget to get Sharon Mulkey's vaccinations series. Very powerful. It is one of the best out there, and I highly recommend it. It's actually the best series I've ever heard on vaccinations. So do get that. And please, folks, it's very important that we be daily. That's right, that we be daily protected by prayer. So I'm really recommending that if you have not got my book, Power of Prayers, subtitled Warfare That Works, you need to get this because that daily warfare prayer, it really protects against all of this stuff. Think about what I just said earlier. When you see headlines, consistent headlines that say things like Black Death Fears is 
Girl 9 Dies of Unknown Disease in Africa. Things like Black Death Panic as Girl 10 Drops Dead After Suffering Gruesome Eye Bleeding Fever. Folks, we're getting pummeled with a litany of this stuff, and we need to be under God's divine protection. So don't forget to get Power Prayers, Warfare That Works. Simply go to my website, Sheila.media, and click on the book link. It'll take you to my Power Prayers website, and you can order it on a multiple of varieties, including the Kindle version, so you can have it immediately. But I always recommend getting a physical copy. Ladies, it fits perfect in your purse. That's one thing that we have been told, that the book size is just perfect. Well, just a reminder, do not forget to tune in. Monday is Steve Quell, Timothy Alberino, and of course, our favorite Florida firefighter, Mark Taylor, joins me Wednesday and special guest Friday. Thank you very much for tuning into the program today. God bless you all. We'll see you soon.